audio version of Michael Leighton's blog. February 19th, 2023. Michael Leighton, on Quora, can Chatkpt write another Bible? I received a similar question recently from one of my students who mentioned that people use Chatkpt to write various kinds of articles and books on a wide range of topics. As such, could Chatkpt write another Bible, the Torah or the Zohar? Very simply, neither Chatkpt nor any kind of AI program could write a spiritual text. AI is based on human intellect and emotion, our inner programming. Spiritual texts, however, are written from a higher level than human intellect and emotion. They are written from the soul's interconnections, which computers cannot reproduce. Based on the video can Chatkpt write another Bible? With Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman. Written, edited by students of Kabbalist Dr. Michael Leitman. Michael Leitman, on the Times of Israel, How to Unite a Nation That Is Not a Nation. Earlier this week, Israeli President, Isaac Herzog, gave a heartfelt speech where he called on both sides of the political rift surrounding the proposed judicial reform to lower the flames and build bridges above the disputes. We are in the midst of fateful days for our nation and for our country, Herzog said. We have for quite some time now not been in a political debate but on the brink of constitutional and social collapse. We are on the verge of a violent clash, a powder keg dot on the threshold of one man's hand against his brothers, he stated, adding that both sides need to understand that if only one side wins, then all of Israel loses. Are we really brothers? We certainly do not feel like brothers at least not as it seems in protests and in clashes with authorities and the calls by political leaders to shed blood. So, are we brothers nonetheless? The truth is that we are not. In its origins, the people of Israel came from different places, different tribes, and different cultures and faiths. Our ancestors formed a nation, but they did not come from the same family and there was no familial connection to keep them together at times of disagreement. For this reason, whenever a dispute erupts among the people of Israel, it leads to fierce clashes, intense hatred, and a deep sense of alienation. The only way to solve these rifts is through acknowledging our origin, our consequent vocation, and by committing to carrying it out. Without all three, we will have no peace of mind and no peace. We can already hear voices among Israeli leaders calling for bloodshed in order to save Israel's democracy. Unless we realize the purpose of our nation, we will fall once more, as we always have in the past, into such division that will bring upon us, death and destruction. Currently, many of us, still feel as one nation, albeit a deeply divided one. Yet, that feeling is quickly dissipating in the face of slurs and hollers that stymie any attempt at unity and demand a total surrender to the dictates of the entitled. These people do not feel that we belong to one nation, even if officially we do. This is why our only option to avoid yet another dismal chapter in the annals of our nation is to take up our vocation as a national task. Only if we return to our roots, to our legacy to the world 
to be as one man with one heart and to love one another as ourselves in order to set an example for humanity, will we be able to overcome the rifts that tear us apart? The divisions between us are not about this or that reform, they are reflections of our ingrained hatred, the same hatred that has haunted us since the inception of our people. The hatred we see on Israel's streets today is the same hatred that divided and weakened the leadership of Israel's first kingdom, and the same hatred that set off a bloodbath among the Jews inside the surrounded city of Jerusalem, which led to the fall of the second temple. It is always the hatred between us, that inflicts on us, adversity, and nothing else. No foreign general or leader has ever been able to defeat Israel unless Israel first defeated one another and paved the way for a conqueror to come and plunge the relics. No leader ever turned against Israel unless he saw that Israel were weakened by their own discord. Today, we are paving the way for the next villain to come and exploit our disunion. But as then, so now, the new chapter of Israel's chronicles of defeat will not be for the might of our foe but for the infirmity of our union. Michael Leitman, On the Times of Israel, The Hidden Nexus Between Ukraine and Turkey While the world is grappling with the magnitude of the disaster that struck Turkey and Syria, the war in Ukraine is raging on without any sign of abating. Whether cities are being destroyed by shells or by an earthquake, the result is that countless lives are lost or devastated. It seems as though there is no connection between the two disasters, as if nothing ties wars with tremors, but this is not the case. Between all crises, be they earthquakes, wars, famine, or plagues, there is an underlying, hidden nexus that weakens human society and allows for the eruption of all crises. Humanity is not a collection of separate elements. We all influence one another because we are one entity, one body. Just as a weakness in the body makes it easier for various illnesses and problems to break out, a weakness in human society causes the eruption of crises that affect all of humanity. When a person's overall health is poor, it might manifest in a simple cold, in the failure of an organ, such as with diabetes, in cancer, or in the collapse of entire systems in the body. On the surface, we may not see the connection between the different medical crises, but underneath, it is the weakness of the body that allowed for the outbreak of all of them. The same rule that applies to the body applies to the body of humanity. On the surface, crises seem unrelated. But behind all of them lies an inherent weakness in the human body, disintegration among the cells and organs of humanity. The fact that we do not feel that we are one entity and operate as if we are separate elements that fight against each other, strive to dominate each other, or even to destroy one another, weakens the entire system, which is all of humanity. As a result, illnesses are breaking out everywhere. The only difference between these ostensibly separate crises is that the overall weakness causes different symptoms to show in different places according to specific conditions in different regions. Nevertheless, the way to prevent all of them is the same. Since their one causes disintegration of human society, the cure that will heal all of them is reinforcing cohesion and mutual responsibility around the world. While we must address each crisis separately, 
and tried to restore peace in Ukraine and save what lives we can in Turkey, we must also work on long-term solutions to prevent or alleviate future calamities. To achieve this, we must foster stronger human connections on all levels. As human connections are unraveling in every aspect of human life, from the family level to the international level, we must educate ourselves about the necessity of positive connections. Positive connections not only make us feel better, safer, and happier on the personal level. They change our entire society and our behavior in it, and consequently change the world. Good social connections create stable, peaceful societies and peaceful international relations. They prevent exploitation of people and depletion of natural resources. The impact of such improvements affects us, on the global level, and not only on the personal one. If we are to make a lasting benefit from the horrendous pain that disasters such as the war in Ukraine and the earthquake in Turkey have inflicted on humanity, it is that we begin to implement a global plan to deepen our awareness of our interdependence on the quality of our relationships, and that only if we foster positive, supportive relationships, we might be able to avoid or lessen the severity of future crises. Michael Leitman, on the Times of Israel, what the UN really expects from Israel. The state of Israel's relationship with the United Nations has often been fraught with tensions and criticism. This was underscored by recent comments made by UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Volker Turk who pleaded for an illogic escalation of violence to stop, referring to an Israeli counter-terrorism operation in Jenin. Again, the UN omitted to condemn a series of terrorist attacks in Jerusalem, claiming the lives of innocent civilians, including small children. The UN's hostility to the State of Israel is hardly a break from the norm. In 2020 to the UN condemned Israel more than all the other countries combined in the world. It is a consistent trend. In my book, New Antisemitism Mutation of a Long-Lived Hatred, I talk at length about the UN's anti-Israeli bias. If the world were to decide about the creation of a Jewish state today, certainly there would be a unanimous decision to prevent it from happening. A hint of this negative disposition towards Israel was evident in the UN General Assembly of December 2021 when the nations voted 161, Israel being the only dissenting vote in favor of a resolution to renew funding for UNOWA, the UN Relief and Works Agency for Palestine. The organization has faced harsh criticism over the years, from alleged ties to terrorist organizations to corruption charges. If there is anything good about the UN anti-Israeli trend, it is that we can finally see how undesirable we are in the eyes of the world. I think that in the near future, we will see the UN calling for Jews who moved to Israel over the past century and a half, to be sent back to the diaspora claiming that it is the place where they belong as they were not the original residents of the land of Israel. Israel keeps looking for better diplomatic ways to explain its position, to show that it is valuable to the world and that Jews have a historic right to live in the land of Israel. We don't understand that the world does not see things the way we do. It does not care about history, and it does not care about the startup nation we have built here. It sees us, as a belligerent, 
invasive nation that has taken what does not belong to it by exploiting the world's remorse over the Holocaust. What we are getting absolutely wrong is that we continue to ignore our obligation to the world. We are here to build a national home for the Jewish people, just as the Balfour Declaration says. Regrettably, instead of building our home together in unity, we are divided into factions fighting one another. If Jews are not carrying out what we are meant to do here, then we have no reason for being here. This is how the world sees it, and the sooner we realize it, the better. Rav Yehuda Ashlag, Baal HaSulam, has already warned that, Israel must present something new to the nations. This is what they expect from the return of Israel to the land. Justice, and peace. And this wisdom is attributed to us, alone. If this return is cancelled, Zionism will be cancelled altogether. And its residents are destined to endure much suffering. Undoubtedly, either they or their children will gradually leave the country, and only an insignificant number will remain, which will ultimately be swallowed among the Arabs. The writings of the last generation we need to rebuild our nation by re-establishing our unity under the motto, as one man with one heart. We have every right to declare that this is our goal in being here once again in the land of Israel and that we will not allow anyone to interfere with our efforts. Not only will the world respect this declaration, but it will also support it. Bifurcation point of egoism. Comment, there is a constant renewal of consumer goods and technologies. For example, a new version of a computer is specially released, compared to which the old version is slower, so that people buy a new one. The same pattern of general idiocy is in everything. My response, this is a ball of egoism, a vanity fair in the last stages of its existence humanity will crush itself. Comment, the most interesting thing is that in reality this is not done for an individual. And people understand this. My response, but they cannot do anything. This is how egoism works. As a result of this race, we will come to the point that we need to destroy our nature, otherwise, we will not survive. It is killing us. Let's say you are on good terms with others and yet you have to sting them because such is our nature. This is like keeping a snake on your chest. It is warm and nice for the snake, but it must bite you. So gradually we will be convinced that we must definitely do something with ourselves. But until we realize that, we will kill each other. It will be the deliberate destruction of all the foundations of civilization. These good things that we have done for many years, we will now systematically destroy and stand before each other as savages. Figuratively speaking, we will clearly see ourselves standing against each other in animal skins, with clubs. Comment, previously, the wars were in close contact, but gradually they moved away, and thanks to this, the population of the earth doubled in the 50s of the 20th century. My response, of course, because we switched to the Cold War. Now we are rolling back again. Then it was still considered progress. Now we have reached a certain point and must go back. But what can we do with this? When egoism develops, it passes the bifurcation point and starts working against itself. 
just like a person who eats a lot, sleeps a lot, but cannot resist it because he must fulfill his desires, although they are harmful to him. From Cab TV's I got a call. New items of death April 21, 2012. Insects have no need for the cosmos. Question, when you had been with Rabash for 12 years could you see the changes taking place in the great Kabbalist? Answer, you can't see this. How can a small insignificant person, some kind of bug, crawling on the ground, appreciate the cosmos? It is impossible. These are completely different dimensions. Do the students know who I am? They don't know at all. They may be upset as they think I can do something for them but do not. They forget that everything depends on them. They evaluate everything based on their properties and qualities, they constantly try to judge me based on themselves or them based upon me. Comment, but there is an inner world that forms one's external attitude to all things, including these. My response, no. You won't understand nor appreciate it. You can't. It's impossible. Trust me. I have seen many Kabbalists who lived in the 70s, 80s, and 90s of the last century. After all, I have been studying Kabbalah for more than 40 years. These Kabbalists were outwardly simple, ordinary people, they loved jokes, humor, sports, and physical work. The only thing is they were very stubborn. Question. But you do remember yourself during this period of your development. What changes occurred specifically in you? Answer, it's impossible to convey. And why? If someone is interested, he will make a spiritual transformation himself. And those not interested, will not care anyway. From Cab TV's I got a call. Who is he Leitman? March 13, 2012. Recognition of the control of egoism. After the exodus from Egypt, which symbolizes the beginning of the spiritual development of a person, there are forty years of wandering in the desert. This wandering happens with the help of the light, with the help of the quality of bestowal, and constant resistance of egoism. On the right side is the quality of bestowal, the light, the revelation of the Creator, and on the left side is egoism, the Pharaoh who is always resisting, and you are constantly restoring the control of the quality of bestowal, altruism, and love for others over the quality of egoism, self-love, and hatred for others. Being inside Egypt is a state when, in general, you feel good in absolutely everything, except that egoism rules over you. Today in our world we are experiencing the birth pangs, and therefore we begin to feel bad in corporeality. In principle, we go through a qualitative recognition of evil when everything is fine, but still we cannot put up with it. What are you missing? It seems like you have enough of everything. Some people have nothing to eat, but what is wrong with you? No, I cannot stay with this. It is better to die than to live like this. This is the recognition of how unbearable the control of egoism is that we should feel. Then we will perceive the control of altruism bestowal, and love as a way out toward freedom. 
it cannot be expressed in words because we are talking about completely different levels of nature, different dimensions when we begin to feel everything that is happening in a completely different way. From Cab TV's I got a call. Miracle of Birth April 21, 2012 The uniqueness of the land of Israel. There is a connection between the root and its consequence. Even at the lowest level here in the land of Israel, there is a special force because spiritual forces are in a very small form, but still are projected onto it. Each part of the earth has its own properties. Therefore the spiritual world is divided into parts of the earth. For example, according to the influence of the upper force in the spiritual world, there is such a division as the land of Israel, then Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Babylon, and the rest of the world. The greatest force is felt in the land of Israel, even stronger in Jerusalem, even stronger on the Temple Mount, and even stronger in the place where there was a special room in which only the great Kohen entered once a year on Yom Kippur. This is all a set of all kinds of external attributes that speak of the very highest force and its so-called conical end. It is impossible to describe in detail the difference, say, between Moscow and New York, both are considered to be practically on the same level regarding spirituality. With regard to spirituality, only this difference is considered, Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, and Babylon. They are different from all other geographical places. As for Egypt, this is the lowest place in the world in terms of the influence of the upper force. And in the future, of course, it will manifest itself in this way. Syria, Lebanon and Babylon, Iraq, Iran, will be opponents, but then all this will smooth out. Therefore if we look at the forces that affect these lands and take them into account, then in the future we will have a completely different political alignment. From Cab TV's I got a call. The uniqueness of the land of Israel April 7, 2012. There is no freedom without love and no love without freedom. Question. You say that transitions from stage to stage are adaptations for receiving the force of bestowal so that it does not feel like hell to us. Does this period of preparation give us the ability to withstand the upper light that may seem terrible to an unprepared person? Answer, yes, of course. It seems terrible because it is the light of bestowal, the light of love. It is very difficult to bear. Would you not run away from too much love? even if it is egoistic. It is very difficult to bear it. It takes possession of you, puts pressure on you, obligates you, and you are not able to just be under it, as they say. It suffocates, conquers, and deprives you of your freedom. We prefer freedom above love. Why do we need a love that takes away our freedom? On the contrary, in spirituality there is no freedom without love and no love without freedom. After all, by connecting with everyone in common love, interconnection, mutual assistance, and complementarity, you gain unlimited freedom in this new connection. From Cab TV's I got a call. All suffering has a purpose February 11, 2012. 
to see the world in the form of forces and qualities. Comment. Every person has his own natural qualities. You said that if a person is prone to violence, then he can use it in the right way, for example, in becoming a butcher. My response, all of our qualities can be aimed in the right direction. That is why I say correct egoism, but do not to destroy it, ask the creator to correct our bad desires into good ones. That is, the desire remains the same but its usage changes. Question, what are other examples in our life when a negative quality is used positively? Answer, there are no such examples in our world. It is not about examples to other people. When a person changes his qualities, he begins to feel the next level of creation, the universe, and exits squabbles with other people. Questions emerge in him of a different, universal type, which deal with eternity, perfection, and attainment of the harmony of nature. Completely new depths of nature are revealed to him. While in this world, he begins to feel other worlds, transparent, extended, even I would say, the main ones. And our world is the smallest. A person begins to penetrate into this and see the whole world in the form of forces and qualities. This is such a huge, three-dimensional, holographic mural in which he himself participates, and simultaneously creates these worlds and realizes that they are all inside him. After all, there is nothing else besides him. From Cab TV's I got a call. From Killer to Peacemaker March 31, 2012. Michael Leitman, on Quora, how do I activate the energy of success? Getting the energy to succeed depends solely on the importance of the goal. That is, if you want to achieve something, you will have the energy to achieve it. Most importantly, you need to understand what your goal is, and that you have to achieve it, and then the energy for achieving it will come. You can the also increase the importance of the goal by choosing texts, media, teachers and a group of people that you surround yourself with who share the same goal. Based on Cab TV's Blitz of Questions and Answers on January 6, 2023.